Good mornings, I'm Chris Oaks, and coming up today, final preparations are being made for this year's big Cops and Kids Halloween Parade. Still time for you to join in the fun of making it happen. We have details. Also this morning, many students struggle in math under the best of circumstances, and the past year and a half has been anything but the best of circumstances. How can we help those who have fallen behind to catch up? And we have details on the great live entertainment coming to Findlay's Marathon Center for the Performing Arts in the month of November. This is the Good Mornings Podcast Edition for Monday, October 25th, 2021. If you are looking for a reason to celebrate, as you know, there is always a reason to celebrate. And today we observe accounting day. (laughs) So uh, shake the hand of your favorite accountant today. International Artist Day, National Cartoonists Against Crime Day, National Greasy Foods Day. Take your favorite accountant out for some greasy food. (laughs) Punk for a day, day, today. It is World Pasta Day and World Pizza Makers Day. Not Pizza Day, World Pizza Makers Day. So take your favorite pizza maker out for some greasy food. Anyway, reasons to celebrate uh, today. So a big uh, weekend of football uh, action, final week of the high school football season. Our area will be very well represented in the high school football playoffs. Um, So there is that. And then a big win by the Buckeyes on Saturday evening. And it was it was almost almost embarrassing, but it was anticlimactic. For me, anyway, I mean, you know, Saturday, you spend all day because the Buckeyes played in the evening. So you spent all day kind of building up for this, you know, big uh, primetime game with the Buckeyes, expecting to see a, a great game. And uh, then it was just a nothing game. I mean, the Buckeyes rolled in that one. It could have been 80 to nothing if they didn't wanted it to be or 80 to seven. I guess the uh, Hoosiers did score that one touchdown early, but. I mean, it could have been incredibly ugly if they'd have wanted it to be. And then uh, on Sunday, yesterday, the uh, Bengals just clobbered the uh, Baltimore Ravens take over uh, first uh, first place in the AFC North. That was a statement game, to be sure. But the big story yesterday in the NFL, Tom Brady threw his 600th career touchdown pass. 600. And I think I heard somewhere that um, the next closest active player to Tom Brady is uh, Aaron Rodgers, and he's like 150 touchdowns behind. So probably no chance that there's going to be anyone breaking Tom Tom Brady's record for 600 career touchdown passes. It's amazing. Uh, First NFL quarterback to ever reach that mark. However... The story is that Mike Evans, who caught the pass, did not realize that it was such a milestone event. And so he gave the ball to a fan in the front row at Raymond James Stadium (laughs) there in Tampa. Tom Brady obviously wanted the ball back for obvious reasons. 
And uh, how about this fan? 29-year-old Byron Kennedy actually agreed to give the ball back. Not at first. He had to be some uh, be convinced. But uh, he said uh, he said no twice when a staffer from the Buccaneers came over and told him Brady wanted the ball. At first, he said he was hesitant to give it back. But he eventually agreed. I, I don't know whether they told him why Tom Brady wanted the ball back. Because Ken Golden, the founder of Golden Auctions, which is a sports memorabilia auctioneer, said that the ball could easily, easily have been sold on the open market for a half a million dollars. A half a million dollars. And this guy, who, just by the luck of the draw, happened to get his hands on it, gave it back. That would be tough to do. I mean, if you knew what a milestone it was to give it up, or even worse, to give it up and then later find out what you had in your hands. You had half a million dollars, basically, in your hands and gave it back up. Um, The story here uh, says uh, Mr. Kennedy has not gotten anything from the Buccaneers as of last night, but the uh, Tampa Bay Times reports uh, they are uh, putting together a reward package for him. Whether it would be worth half a million dollars or not, I don't know. Man, that would be... That would be tough. I mean, if it were me, hey, Tom Brady can have it back. He can he can buy it at auction like, <laughs> like anybody else. I, I don't know. I think I would have a tough time uh, giving that one back. I don't Some of the other uh, most interesting and buzzworthy stories uh, to get your Monday morning started. Here's something interesting. The National Wildlife Federation says don't rake your leaves. They are Good for your yard and good for the planet. The NWF says leaving leaves where they fall helps the critters in your yard and contributes to a healthy ecosystem. If you are truly concerned about your lawn health and uh, you want to make it look a little bit nicer than leaves just laying all over your yard... They say run a mulching lawnmower over the leaves, but leave them there. The smaller bits will act as fertilizer. Uh, If you don't like how that looks, you can attach a bagger to your mower and then dump the leaf mulch on your garden beds to fertilize them. Uh, But they say toads, turtles, and other animals eat the fallen leaves and birds use them to build nests. Caterpillars will ride out the winter beneath the leaves as they act as blankets uh, to protect them from the uh, the winter um letting your leaves fall where they may also reduces greenhouse gases in the atmosphere i say the epa estimates 33 million tons of leaves are dumped into landfills every autumn 33 million tons uh it accounts for 13 percent of america's solid waste they say so don't rake your leaves you don't have to tell me twice <laughs> Hate raking leaves anyway. Now you've got an excuse. (laughs) It's never been, I've never been so willing to help save the planet. You know what I mean? Suddenly I'm an environmentalist. (laughs) AMC theaters. Did you go to the movies over the weekend? Dune, big hit at the uh, box office. AMC theaters, which operates Findlay's Theater, has announced that it is going to have 
on-screen captioning of movies to be more welcoming for the hearing impaired. Uh, They are rolling this out at 240 locations across the country. Uh, It is, you want to say closed captioning, but it's not closed captioning. It's open captioning. The, The captions will be on the screen. Now, closed captioning at the movies is actually a thing where uh, hearing impaired moviegoers get an electronic device that they can hold and um, will display the dialogue so that only they can see it, but it's it won't be on the screen. AMC has been very wary and other theater owners have been very wary of open captioning because they worry it would be distracting for other moviegoers. But AMC says that while most screenings will still only have the closed captioning option available with the handheld device, every market that has at least two of its theaters will offer open captioning at certain showtimes for all new releases moving forward. So now again, that statement, every market that has at least two of its theaters, Finley does not. So more than likely, that's not going to be an option, at least for the foreseeable future here locally. So if you know someone who is hearing impaired, is probably not listening to this program right now, uh, you can pass along the word. It probably will not uh, happen here, at least uh, not a right way, but uh, kind of interesting uh, to, see if, uh, to see what the reaction is to that. And here is the uh, latest political story that... Uh, you may agree with or it may outrage you. It is certainly one of the most buzzworthy stories of the weekend. On Saturday, Twitter suspended the account of Republican Representative Jim Banks after the Indiana congressman intentionally misgendered Assistant Secretary of Health Rachel Levine. She is the first openly transgender Senate-confirmed federal official. In the news, after being sworn in last week as the Admiral of the U.S. Public Health Service, commissioned a corps, becoming the first openly transgender four-star officer and the first female four-star admiral. Uh, Representative Banks tweeted in response that the historic honor had been taken by a man, and Twitter said that uh, his account had therefore been temporarily suspended for violating the platform's hateful conduct policy and that the only way to restore the account was to delete the tweet. Uh, Twitter's policies ban quote, targeted misgendering or dead naming unquote, transgender people. Dead naming is a term for using a transgender person's former name. Uh, Congressman Banks, however, does not uh, appear that he will be doing that. Tweeting from his personal account, which is still Online that he had it was his official account that had been banned. His personal account said uh, that he had written a quote statement of fact with fact being emphasized and declaring big tech must be held accountable. He stated that he would be tweeting from his personal account from now on, stating I won't back down. So I just put that out there because folks would be buzzing about it today. And that's kind of the point. We want to make sure that you are aware of all of the uh, big buzzworthy stories of the day. And certainly people will be talking about that and all of the uh, political talk shows and all of that. So now you know. There you go. Some of the most interesting and buzzworthy stories to get your Monday morning started.
WFIN News, I'm Matt Demchek. The WTOL 11 first alert forecast showers today with a high of 65, a chance of showers tonight with a low of 45. Robert Hathorne appeared in Hancock County Common Pleas Court for his arraignment hearing. The 42-year-old from Muskegon, Michigan, was previously indicted by a Hancock County grand jury on six felony charges, including felonious assaults on a peace officer in connection with an altercation with a state trooper that left the trooper with a gunshot wound. At his arraignment, Hathorne pleaded not guilty to the six charges in the indictment, and his bond was set at $250,000. You can see video from the arraignment on our website. The final decision to open up COVID vaccines to kids 5 to 11 could come this week. Dr. Joseph Gistaldo with Ohio Health specializes in infectious diseases. On October 26, the FDA is going to review the Pfizer vaccine clinical trial for 5 to 11 years old. Of course, their priority is safety, and parents really need to understand that kids are part of the herd, and when it comes to herd immunity, we need to think about getting vaccines into their arms. Dr. Gistaldo also says kids can safely go trick-or-treating outside this year, but they should not gather in large groups in doorways. Dave James, ONN News. The Main Street Deli Bar and Arcade is now open in downtown Findlay. We asked bar manager Ashley Rainbolt what the most popular games are so far. Donkey Kong, Miss Pac-Man, Galaga, and then our pinball machines, the Stranger Things, and Lord of the Rings. That one is super popular. She says they have a lot of craft beer on tap, a great liquor selection, and of course, the great food from the deli. Get more on our website. Officials say it hasn't been the best year to enjoy the fall colors because of the warmer weather we had been having. David Parrott is a forester with the Ohio Division of Forestry. There will be areas with good fall color. It's just a matter of they will be isolated local areas that you'll kind of have to find. Basically, we won't have an entire landscape of good fall color. ODNR foresters have been tracking the fall foliage with weekly updates, and we have a link to that map on our website. Get more news online anytime at WFIN.com. Matt Demchek with 1330 WFIN and 95.5 FM. This is Good Mornings with Chris Oaks on 1330 WFIN and 95.5 FM. Our cover story this morning, the final preparations, the finishing touches are being made, put on the Big Cops and Kids Halloween Parade, which steps off tomorrow. And Teresa White is uh, here from the uh, Finley FOP uh, Foundation, which is uh, the new uh, host organization for the uh, parade. And the good news is that uh, the weather is going to be much more cooperative tomorrow, if the forecast is to be believed. It looks like we get the rain out of our system today. We're going to have dry weather tomorrow. So Yes, allegedly it's supposed to stop raining before 9 o'clock today, and it's not supposed to start again until Wednesday evening. I love the way you use the word allegedly. We will find out together. But no, it's uh, all of the predictions are that it's going to be uh, really nice weather, which is, uh, you know, which is very good, obviously. Although this is happening one way or the other. It is. The event is rain or shine. I mean, this is Northwest Ohio. We could have a heat wave tomorrow. The, the parade will happen. So a huge parade, and you were saying before we went on the air that uh, it has uh, just been a tremendous success in terms of the response 
with entries, with uh, sponsorships, with those, you know, every everybody coming together to make this happen has just been tremendous. It has been. We have 115 parade entries. Wow. That is everything from Police Chief Bobby Ring, who will lead off the parade to us, all the way down to the baton twirlers, the high school bands, everybody. We have 115 parade entries this wow. year. So going to be a, a huge parade. And this is one of the biggest the biggest biggest parade, but one of the biggest single day events uh, in the city. I mean, everybody looks forward to this. They're going to be several deep on the sidewalks. Uh, Let's go through all of the details again for those uh, who need to know. The parade steps off tomorrow evening, Tuesday, October 26th at 7 p.m. It steps off at the intersection of Lake Cascade, 6th Street and South Main Street. Mm -hmm. It will then march northbound all the way to Lima Avenue. And... uh, like we said, uh, thanks to everyone for for making it it happen. You know, the other thing we need to to mention is the uh, volunteers. And I know, uh, as recently as just a few days ago, you were putting out the call uh, to get more volunteers. People have stepped up in that regard as well. The community has really rallied around the parade this year, whether it's for parade entries or sponsorships or for volunteerism. On Friday, we still had a couple of spots left, but over the weekend, our sign-up genius got completely filled. Um, (laughs) I I can still put you to work if you come out and you want to volunteer, but at this point, we don't really need anybody. We're so excited and so extremely grateful for the community that has come out to support our event. And as we mentioned, this is now an event for the Findlay FOP uh, Foundation. So talk a little bit about what it is that that you do or what that found because that is still relatively new it is it is in january the um the fop started a nonprofit subsidiary foundation to Mm -hmm. handle all of the programming and fundraising for the lodge Mm in-house and so thanks to the parade and to expand on the programming and to expand on the existing programming absolutely so for 20 years the fop's done shop with a cop it's a fabulous program but Mm -hmm. it's only once a year and it's at christmas time Mm -hmm. so now that we have expanded to the foundation we have five programs now where we can have our cops and our kids together at least once a month all year long wow so and 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 how do you do that i mean what are some of the other uh, programs that like you said everybody's familiar with shop with a cop done it for years so what are some of the other uh, programs that are being rolled out? So we're still doing Cops and Kids Go Shopping. Mm-hmm. It's it's pretty much the same event as Shop with a Cop. We just have a new Different name for name, it. Yeah. Uh, some of you may have seen last month, we did Cops and Kids Get Creative at Painter's Pottery. Officer White read a children's book to all of the little ones in attendance, and then they painted a ceramic mouse together. <laughs> Super cute. And now that I say that, I have to go pick up our ceramic mice. I forgot to do that. <laughs> Uh, But all of the kids got a copy of the book that we read and they all got a goodie bag and they all got to spend a good hour, hour and a half with one of our police officers creating those positive interactions. Yeah. So that was the uh, most recent. You have Mm -hmm. other uh, events that are planned. So we have another uh, we have another Cops and Kids Get Creative in December. Mm -hmm. Uh, We are working with Awakening Minds Art to get some painting events scheduled with them. We're, we're waiting a little bit to see how Corona dies down. We want to make sure safety is paramount for everyone. Right. So we want to make sure that gets taken care of. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we have a couple of other things and we have some really exciting things planned for 2022. So again, anything that you can do to connect the community to the law enforcement community, the community at large to the law enforcement community is the, is the idea. here. It is. We need to create more positive interactions between our youth and our law enforcement. Everybody knows that the little kids love it. They, mm-hmm. Their eyes light up when they see a police officer and they get to hang out with one. Everybody knows that. 
but it does the same thing for our officers Mm -hmm. getting to have those positive interactions they get called day in and day out to the worst day of your life yeah so to get to hang out with little kids and color and paint and even spend time together tomorrow night at the parade is a huge huge thing for our officers yeah so uh, again the parade tomorrow steps off at seven o'clock uh right down here lake cascades and uh, sixth street very close to our studios here and uh then all all the way up to where does it end all the way up to lima avenue to lima avenue Mm -hmm. so that's kind of the area that you want to be and uh, again lots of uh, folks be uh, out early staking out their spots so you want to make sure that you're in the uh, uh, in the proper now over a hundred uh, entries 115 uh, entries this year yeah. so we are super grateful to our sponsors Lone Depot and South Branch Solar Valfilm Domino's and City Apparel they have made it so that we have been able to really focus on making an amazing event it is a fundraiser and mm-hmm. they provided the funds so now we just have to provide the fun yeah there you go. Uh, and fun it will be. We will be uh, broadcasting the parade uh, as well, beginning at uh, 7 o'clock tomorrow evening. And uh, if you cannot be there, uh, I think we'll have the uh, live stream up on uh, Facebook as well. So, folks, and, and we routinely have people like all over the country. It's amazing. Uh, the last few years, we've had people uh, who are engaging in the conversation during the parade, uh, watching it from all over the country, saying, you know, I grew up in Findlay or, uh, you know, I remember when I was a kid going into this parade and it's great to see it still going on and all of that so it is a really terrific event fantastic so, um so we look forward to it uh, uh, again and, and if folks are interested more information you've got the parade route everything you need to know about the parade but also uh, the other things that you are doing with the foundation online right absolutely our website is fortfinleyfop20.org there is a cops and kids tab so you can take a look at all of our programming there's a Halloween parade tab in case you don't have all the information that you need to have a good time tomorrow night. Everything from who the FOP is all the way down to if you'd like to rent our lodge for a birthday party. And by the way, uh, we mentioned the volunteers who stepped up to uh, help make this happen. With some of these other things that you're going on, going to be doing in the future, you're probably going to need some volunteers as well, I would imagine, right? Absolutely. So. Absolutely. So also on our website, you can sign up for our newsletter. And if it's something that you're interested in volunteering with, yeah. There's a sign-up sheet there, and we will communicate with you as soon as we have another event. Okay, so uh, check that out. We've got the link up at goodmornings.net. And again, Teresa White, thanks very much for uh, dropping by. We appreciate it. Look forward to seeing you tomorrow evening. Thank you. Well, we know now that one of the consequences of all those months of remote learning was that many students fell behind in some very critical subjects, most notably mathematics, which, of course, is kind of the building block for those all-important STEM subjects. In an effort to address this disparity, QMath, which is a one-on-one online personalized math and coding tutoring curriculum uh, backed by Google, incidentally, is trying to help bridge that uh, math gap, if you will. Manan Kurma is a founder of QMath, and this actually, I suppose, is not a surprise. Math is one of those subjects that many students struggle with under the best of circumstances, and certainly over the past year and a half or so, these have been anything but the best of circumstances. Yeah, Chris, absolutely. I think the last one and a half years, it's been a very challenging academic year for students and, uh, you know, school districts have oscillated between virtual, hybrid and in-person learning and students have faced multiple problems through the year like media teacher changes, glitchy internet connections and Zoom fatigue and so on, right? And I think the hardest impact has been on black and 
activities and you know that's because remote learning is fundamentally different from going to school going to school you have to have the right kind of tools and resources like access to devices and reliable internet connections to thrive in a remote learning environment and that's unfortunately not happened for all sets of students and you know uh, uh, cause these students to fall maybe between 6 to 12 months behind in math already compared with mm. you know just 4 to 8 4 to 6 months for other students So yeah, it's been a bad year for um, you know American students in general, and if this gap is addressed today, it is going to have a huge impact once this cohort of students enters the workforce with suboptimal knowledge and gap. Yeah, because uh, as as we said, this is sort of the building block for those all important STEM subjects. So, uh, like any uh, building block on a, on a curriculum, if you fall behind early, you're going to be behind even more. So, the more advanced that curriculum uh, becomes. Uh, in the next grade level and so on and so forth. So it really uh, becomes a, a negative snowball. It's important to address this right now. One of the things that you mentioned, and I think it's important to point out, uh, communities of color uh, and also rural yeah. communities. Also rural communities uh, are, are, we're already, yeah. we're already, uh, kind of behind the eight ball with respect to this. This is, did not happen because of the pandemic. It was exacerbated because of the pandemic. Absolutely. Uh, and I think, uh, again, as I said, the reason is that remote learning is fundamentally really different from you know, into school. And uh, because of this uh, inequality in access to, you know, internet connections and devices and so on, these have fallen behind even further. In fact, I was reading somewhere that students of color could be six to 12 months behind in yeah. math already. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, which is huge, right? And bridging this gap will actually be a very, very hard task for educated school district. So, and the time for action is now. And if not done, you know, it'll be problematic later on. Yeah. So uh, explain what QMath is and, and how it is different from other tutoring programs. And uh, if it is uh, sort of online based, I mean, don't we have all of the same challenges with respect to technology for remote learning as we would have uh, with a program uh, such as QMath? Yeah, uh, absolutely. So let me just talk a little bit about QMath. So I started QMath after a decade of teaching math to middle and high schoolers. And uh, in fact, before QMath, I personally taught math to more than 10,000 students. And I realized that most students, you know, right from the earliest grade, they learn math the wrong way. So about eight years ago, I created QMath, you know, which, as you said, is an after-school live online math tutoring program where expert tutors run these classes, uh, you know, with K-12 students. And they use a very powerful, unique visual method of teaching math, which is what we call the QMath method. Uh, but apart from that, uh, we also put out a lot of free content on our website and other platforms. Uh, you know, so those students who cannot afford us or maybe, uh, you know, um, uh, who, who, who would have maybe access to, you know, large screen devices can also come to the platform and mm. access a lot of free content, you know, on basic devices and so on, on, on basic internet connections. So we have actually taken a lot of steps to ensure that this inequality that exists, you know, uh, is bridged to some extent by our services and products. So tell us about and and like I said, you're rolling out this uh, this program, this initiative uh, called One Billion Math Minds. Talk a little bit about this program and how it works. Yeah, absolutely, Chris. So as you said, you know, math is uh, a building block for uh, you know for uh, for skills of today's children, and uh, I think it's one of the most important skills that children need to master. So one billion math minds is actually the mission of QMath. It's our desire to touch a billion school-going kids across the world and help them improve their math skills. We already have hundreds of thousands of students from across the world, you know, including a big set of students in the U.S. 
who are doing our live online math classes uh, but at the same time uh, as i said we also offer this you know uh, uh, bouquet of free content on our website uh, which is already being accessed by millions of students from across the world so our hope our mission is to ultimately help improve the math skills of a billion students through our live classes and our free content now this content is aimed at uh, children of what ages from kindergarten all the way up to grade 12 so k through 12 which i is important yeah. because because i i can hear some uh folks say you know maybe my my older kid uh has struggled with math for years now and yeah. i'm worried that it might be too late uh, at this point for him or her to catch up yeah so you know as a teacher who's taught thousands of students i think it's never too late it uh, obviously it's easier to course correct when the child is younger mm-hmm. but i think it's also possible for older children and what you really need is is you know to find a teacher or a tutor for the child who's full of empathy who understands the child deeply who's willing to be patient with the child who's willing to hand over to any and every learning gap you know no matter how trivial you know without any judgment right so at qmath we train our tutors for exactly this kind of empathy and we regularly get to hear of transformation stories of older children as well you know who are yeah even high schoolers and pre college students who were struggling but ultimately ended up doing really well so i think it's never too late there is hope but parents must start the course correction process as soon as possible absolutely uh, again to circle back where we started because this is uh, such an important building block to those stem subjects that are so critical uh, in today's economy and will only be more so uh, tomorrow uh, this is a, a wonderful program the uh, 1 billion math minds uh, curriculum from uh, qmath again a uh, lot of free uh resources that are available manan kurma is a founder of qmath and where uh, do we find that again uh absolutely chris so our website qmath.com that's c u e m a t h.com is the best place for listeners to find us and understand more about about us and i'm also on linkedin so if any listener wants to reach out or has any queries or suggestions you know i'd love to hear from them and chat with them manan thanks very much for taking the time we appreciate it thank you chris We interrupt this program to bring you a broken news alert. This update on the odd and unusual side of the news brought to you as a public service more or less of Hancock County Veterans Services. Did you hear about the uh, lawsuit against Kellogg's? Have you heard about this? Apparently, uh, somebody is uh, taking Kellogg's to court over one of its popular breakfast items. Uh the company is accused of false advertising. regarding its frosted strawberry pop tarts the lawsuit states that the labeling is misleading saying the filling the pastry uh, the filling of the pastry um the the claim is that it has more strawberries than it actually does <laughs> that's when somebody's actually suing kellogg's and i don't have the name of the uh, plaintiff but he or she is reportedly seeking 5 million dollars in damages <laughs> so it's 5 million dollars in damages because they say that the company claims their frosted strawberry pop tarts actually contain more strawberries than they truly do now upon hearing the story you probably have one of two reactions either a That is so stupid. Who would th- I mean who thinks that there's does anybody really believe that this is a 
nutritional <laughs> uh, nutritional uh, breakfast item. So that's the the first reaction. Is this completely ludicrous? But then my second reaction when I uh, heard this story was, man, I wish I'd have thought of it first. Because <laughs> you know they're going to settle this. You know they're going to settle this. <clears throat> anyway, elsewhere in the broken news, uh, this is a Halloween story to be sure. A machete-wielding clown is in custody after being accused of assaulting a man in Ontario, Canada. Uh, police in a small town outside of Toronto received calls that a clown-masked, machete-armed man dragged someone outside while prowling businesses in the early hours of the morning on Friday. The man says was able to free himself from the grasp of the clown, and once on the scene, police found the clown riding a bike with what appeared to be a machete sticking out of his backpack. (laughs) This is all kinds of weird. Um... After apprehending the man, police found a large chunk of suspected fentanyl. Oh, surprise, surprise. There were, uh, there were drugs involved. Uh, they also found two cell phones, a digital scale, small plastic baggies, and $200 in cash. The clown, whose name is not given, facing multiple charges. <laughs> uh, now, this is a story that really stinks. Uh, In the UK, Windsor, United Kingdom, man wound up covered in uh, covered in dew after a plane dumped their waste over his backyard. Uh, The man was enjoying says he was just enjoying a sunny day in his backyard when the incident originally occurred back in July during a recent aviation meeting for the Royal Borough of Windsor. Local lawmaker Karen Davies summarized the incident and explained that his whole garden was splattered in a very unpleasant way. Ms. Davies added the whole garden and garden umbrella and him all were covered in this uh, absolutely dreadful release of human waste. (laughs) That'd ruin your day. Uh, Windsor in southeast England is on the flight path to uh, London's Heathrow Airport. And while uh, Ms. Davies notes that there are several incidents of frozen sewage being dropped along flight routes, this uh, 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 discharge of raw sewage is uh, quite, quite rare. But nonetheless, she wants to make sure that it doesn't happen again. Yeah. Oh, man. One more reason not to... Buy a house near a major commercial airport, I guess. And finally, in the uh, broken news this morning, I told you it's kind of a uh, kind of a light day in the broken news. Not a whole lot going on, but this I thought truly uh, is a broken news item. You can forget that long-running myth about what they say: uh, men with big feet are uh, <clears throat> equally well endowed. A new study. Claims that the size of a man's nose is the true indicator. Believe it or not, this is a published scientific study in the Journal of Basic and Clinical Andrology. Uh, Researchers measured the length 
of 126 men between the ages of 30 and 60 and compared it to a range of other data, including foot size, height, weight, and nose size, and found the most direct correlation between the two was nose size. Uh, the <laughs> uh, It says, uh, let's see here. Dr. Anthony Yoon, in a new video on YouTube, breaks down the findings of the study. The key takeaway, men with larger noses had an average length of 1.2 inches greater than those with shorter noses. (laughs) I'm not kidding. This is an actual scientific survey. leave it right there there you go that is uh, today's broken news <laughs> i can see people now looking if people start looking at you weird uh today at the office trying to figure out the size of your nose now you know why uh that is today's broken news update this report on the odd and unusual side of the news brought to you as a public service more or less of hancock county veteran services we now return you to your regularly scheduled programming it's the most frightening time of the year join wfin for live coverage of the 2021 cops and kids finley halloween parade our broadcast begins tuesday night at seven parade coverage on wfin presented by visitfinley.com and brought to you in part by sweet frog premium frozen yogurt cooper service and heavenly pizza the halloween parade is live on 1330 wfin wfin.com and 95.5 fm by the way speaking of the halloween parade uh teresa uh when she was here earlier uh wanted to mention something and, and we forgot to uh bring it up while she was here so i'll bring it up now um if you are gonna be in the area well, we're going Main Street from 6th to uh, Lima Avenue. Uh, if you're going to be in that area, and of course, things will be staged on uh, Lake Cascades. Uh, those uh, streets begin to shut down at about 530, particularly on Lake Cascades uh, Parkway here. So if you are driving uh, tomorrow afternoon after work, getting home after work, just bear in mind that there will be some uh, street closures and detours and, and so on as uh, things get set up for the Halloween parade. So make note of that uh, as well. So very important to point out. Your daily download now, the numbers behind the news and the statistics that shape our lives. 34% of Americans, uh, fully one-third, say that they are cleaning they're home more since the start of the pandemic, which I guess makes sense. You've got fewer things going on, more time to make sure that your space is tidy. And we are spending so much time, uh, so much more time at home now that uh, we notice uh, these things. We you know, want to make sure that our, our space is clean and tidy. But a new survey shows that while one third of Americans say they are cleaning more since the start of the pandemic, Uh, Very often, we are slacking off. This is a non-scientific poll, but interesting nonetheless. 2,000 Americans in this poll, uh, which was, by the way, sponsored by 7th Generation, which is the uh, manufacturer of natural cleaning products. So there is that. But it says the average person 
uses five shortcuts when they are, quote unquote, tidying up. Uh, spraying air freshener around the house is <laughs> the top such shortcut, followed by the similar corner cutting of lighting a scented candle. <laughs> uh, so raise your hand if you're guilty of that. Um, making the bed, but leaving the rest of the bedroom a mess was also popular. And I have to admit that I, we do that uh, at, at our house, and I will not apologize for that because I'm not inviting people into my people don't see my bedroom. I close the door and it's out of sight, out of mind. Nobody's going to know the difference whether I have, uh, you know, my clothes are neatly folded or whether they're hanging across the chair. Always <laughs> in my bedroom. I don't anyway. Um, let's see here. It goes beyond that. I mean, those are, are pretty common. But uh, some of the others, 25% of people say they just grab all the clutter and shove it in the closet. That's not really cleaning. That's just hiding. <laughs> 21% have uh, admitted to putting dryer sheets on their radiator vents to make things smell better in their home. I never thought about that. I never thought about that. Um, that's probably cheaper than air fresheners, right? Get the same result, I guess. 86% of millennials say they use these shortcuts. So millennials are the biggest, uh, offenders here. 69% of baby boomers though, admit to it. So, you know, there's, there's not so much a generational gap on this one. It's pretty much across the board. Although 29% of those in Generation Z say they use between six and ten of these cleaning hacks or cleaning shortcuts, which is actually more than uh, both their younger and older counterparts. So Gen Z, the greatest offenders. But you know, we're all guilty of this, from baby boomers to millennials to Gen Z, whatever age range you are, we're all guilty of this, so... I, the moral of that story, the, the the thing I take away from that is don't feel bad. <laughs> well, Heather Clow is here, executive director of the Findlay's, uh, Findlay's Marathon Center for the Performing Arts. Things are about to get very, very busy. Yes. Uh, we get into, you know, the, the heart of the uh, performing arts season. But as you were uh, mentioning before we went on the air, uh, after last year, just about anything feels busy. That's right. <laughs> just one show feels busy. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> just got done with the uh, uh, Four Tops. Yes, uh, we had a wonderful time with the Four Tops. Uh, the one original member that's still mm-hmm. there is 85, going that's strong. Amazing. That's amazing. The mayor did a little proclamation, making it Four Tops Day. It was a fun event. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and and uh, from what I heard, everybody was there, uh, had a just a terrific time time and oh they had uh, people dancing yeah. they were wearing their sparkly jackets that's the yeah. way to do it, it right felt like there. a show yep. uh you do actually have a, a couple of things well one uh, big thing coming up uh what this week you've got the uh, community thriller dance yes that's, we're doing okay. we're doing How a flash doing mob okay all right <laughs> so you um you can do your work ahead of time or not we have some videos on our website to learn the, the michael jackson thriller dance mm-hmm Oops, sorry. No, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just dropped my notebook. Um, and Or you can just show up, and at 7.30 on Dorney Plaza, we are all dancing to Thriller. 
and that is this coming Saturday. Yes, the and, 30th. And uh, it starts when? It starts at 7.30. 7.30. So it, whether you want to dance or you just want to be there to witness uh, the event. Yeah, it's there part of go. ModFest, which is ModCraft Brewing's um, one-year anniversary. So we jumped on board and decided to do a awesome. little... Flash mob. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of things coming up in the uh, month of November, which hard to believe that we're talking about November uh, already. But uh, recently added the Del McCoury band. Yes, we're real. I'm super excited about Del McCoury. He is the king of bluegrass. Yeah. Um, you know, generally people think he's the best bluegrass guitarist ever. Mm-hmm. Um, just very graceful on stage. Great music. He tours with his sons. That's November 4th at 730. And there's okay. still some tickets left. Tickets available uh, on that. It is. Uh, I mean, he's played all of the uh, big stages, oh, the yeah. Opry. I mean, he's he's done it all. Absolutely. So. And he has his own festival. Through. He does Del Fest every year where yeah. all the bluegrass musicians gather. That is uh, not to be missed if you are a bluegrass fan. Uh, a couple of family series uh, I- events. Uh, one on November 6th. Justin Roberts and the Not Ready for Nap Time players. Yes. So Justin is going to be spending a week in local schools making guitars with kids and then cool. we're gonna sum it all up with a little performance at two o'clock on um the sixth okay. that's open to the public you don't have to you know have a kid in the the class to mm-hmm. to go um and he'll just rock out kid style that's gonna be fun <laughs> yeah. that's gonna be fun yeah uh the uh, rescheduled uh, fleetwood mac experience tusk is coming up in november yeah so, so that was supposed to be that. in august mm-hmm. yep and we had that storm damage and we couldn't have lights for the show. So we postponed to November. Um, <laughs> tickets are still available for that. And Tusk, is, this will be their second performance, I think, at MCPA. There's a great Fleet, Fleetwood yeah. Mac cover Again, band. if you're a Fleetwood Mac fan, uh, that'll be one that you right. want to catch uh, coming up this month. So uh, make note of the rescheduled date on that. Uh, later on in the month, uh, Friends the Musical Parody. Yes. I know we have taken, my wife and I is a huge, uh, my wife particularly is a huge Friends fan. So am I. So uh, definitely uh, not to be missed. That's going to be so. a fun one. I just saw that Gunther, the actor yeah. played Gunther, passed, mm-hmm. away, passed to, away this weekend. So yeah. that's sad. But I think Gunther will be represented in the, the parody. I can't imagine we'll them do doing him it without proud. him. We'll right? do him proud. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> that is Friday, November the 19th. Yes. For those who are, uh, are, are not familiar with that show... The word parody is there, so exactly. you got to go in with a, a sense of humor. Honestly. Yeah, I think you know you don't have to know the friend show, mm-hmm. but um, be ready to laugh anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's definitely not a straight up. You know, this is a friends episode. It's right. going to be a musical with songs and jokes and. You know, little little jabs at your favorite characters, lovingly like that. poking fun. Exactly, uh, at, great uh, way to put it. <laughs> yeah, uh, the Nutcracker. No holiday season would be complete without the Nutcracker, that's and that's right. coming up right around Thanksgiving. Yes, right the after Friday. Thanksgiving. It's the day after Thanksgiving, oh, okay. which is our first time trying a Black Friday uh, show. So it'll be interesting to see if people come out or not. Mm-hmm. But it's um, the State Ballet Theater of the Ukraine, and they've been there before. We've done Romeo and Juliet, and we did one other show with them, Swan Lake, I believe. Mm-hmm. Beautiful show. I mean, they just they're just classically trained, beautiful dancers, yeah. and it's the Nutcracker. Yeah, and the and the fact that it comes from Ukraine, from that part uh, of the of the world, is just a uh, you know ter- terrific and international show. Oh, absolutely, and it's going to be so well done. Definitely. Like you said, it kicks off the holiday season. Yeah. Uh, so those are some of the uh, the highlights that I had on my list. What else yeah. is uh, going on that we need to uh, make sure that we highlight here? Um, well, definitely, I think we talked about last time the Jim Brickman show in in December. Mm-hmm. That's the holiday show on the right. 
19th, I believe. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's selling very quickly. But if you love Christmas music, you don't want to miss that. And again, Jim Jim Brickman is just an incredible artist. So I know when I saw that uh, pop up on the uh, on the schedule, I was like, oh, got to grab those tickets. Yeah. So uh, you definitely want to uh, to get that. And uh, and then the uh, Charlie Brown. uh, Yes. The Charlie Brown Christmas. Two shows of that. And that's the traditional story. That's not a parody. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's the traditional show. with A little tree and everything. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. And um, we're doing like a two o'clock and a six o'clock. Yeah. So and, no matter and what that's age. great for for all ages. So it is. It's it, not just a kids show. Yeah. Uh, it, it's not. It's not just kids or just adults. I mean, this right. is uh, family. Everybody. I was, mean, I still watch the TV yeah. specials. So who, why not? Who doesn't? So yeah, this would be. Uh, this is going to be great on yeah. stage. And season tickets are uh, still available. Yes, you can still buy season tickets. You can buy packages. So the more shows you buy, the more you save. Um, I did want to mention we're also selling tickets for all the University of Finley like holiday concerts, comedy right. of errors from their theater department. Yeah. Uh, now um, most of those are actually happening at Weinbrenner, right? Yeah. So okay. the spring musical will be at our on our stage, but everything is else is right now is happening at Weinbrenner just for safety purposes. Sure. Um, and those shows are reduced capacity, so you do want to get your tickets ahead of time for yeah, those. Yeah. In many cases, uh, they are free shows, but you do need to have a ticket, and yes. now more than ever because yeah, of the absolutely. limited capacity. So. Uh, and and for all of those uh, shows, uh, you can get your tickets uh, on the Marathon Center website, yep. right? MCPA.org, or you can give us a call. We have box office. Um, we have a new box office patron manager, coordinator, patron services coordinator. I'm going to mangle her title. <laughs> um, and you can give her a call between 11 and 4 Monday through Friday, and that's 419-423-2787. Okay. And uh, by the way, with all these shows coming up, Always are looking for volunteers to help with uh, ticketing and ushering and all of that. Absolutely. Yep. That same number I gave, um, Barb is our also our volunteer coordinator, so you can just chat with her or go mm-hmm. online. But yes, we're always looking for ushers and... And, docents in our art gallery yeah and, and you don't have to volunteer for every show i mean no you've got no. a big uh, slate of volunteers who can help out you know this show or that show and kind yes. of put we them have all together people so. that volunteer one show and we have people to volunteer for all the shows and everything in between okay so uh that is always a great way to be a part of the uh, mcpa you mentioned the uh, art what is in the uh, gallery oh, right so now? we have a new one opening today it's tl mcbeth Okay. He's a children's illustrator who graduated from the University of Finley. Cool. Um, It's great. Yeah. And we have his books there, too, so you can buy books. We partnered with NASA Museum on that. And the uh, art gallery is uh, always uh, open and whenever the... Yeah, the box office hours, so at least 11 to 4 every day. Yeah. Um, Usually a little sooner sometimes, too, when we're... Have something else going on. So if you've got an hour or so, drop by and, uh, and check that out. Uh, again, uh, we've got the link up at our webpage for more information, all of the uh, stuff coming up in November and beyond, including season ticket information and volunteer information, all of that. Heather Clough, the uh, Marathon Center for the Performing Arts. Thanks very much for dropping by. Thank you. And that will finish up our podcast for this Monday. I want to thank all of our guests for joining us on the program, of course. Remember, you can get more information about all of the topics that we talk about each day on the show at our webpage. Check it out, goodmornings.net. Coming up tomorrow, a bill co-sponsored by Senator Rob McCauley will make financial literacy education mandatory for Ohio high school students. But what exactly will they learn and how will it be taught? Until tomorrow morning, that is Good Mornings for this morning. Now that you've had a good morning, go on out and make it a good day. Catch you back here tomorrow.